Merry Christmas, everyone. It's good to see you all here. Uh, this is the <clears throat> season of nativity scenes and uh, Christmas stories and Christmas movies and a lot of displays uh, that portray things more or less accurately, uh, usually less accurately than what we actually read in the scripture, which is from Luke chapter 2, the famous Christmas story. And I thought it'd be good to look at that and see what it actually says and what it doesn't say. Uh, it doesn't say that there were any uh, camels or elephants involved in the Christmas story at all. Uh, there were no wise men there that we know of. And here's the shocking thing. It doesn't even say that there was a stable involved. That's been inferred uh, because of the manger. But that shows a lack of understanding of the Middle East uh, in the first century. So let's look at what it actually says and the reason for it. There's a reason why the baby was found in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. And the scripture says what it is. So first let me read it from Luke 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Serenius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths, placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. This is a better translation. Uh, from the NIV. I haven't done my research on translations, and I'm not sure where the word in came from, uh, because that word doesn't mean an in. It's used two more times in the New Testament, one in Matthew and one in Luke, to signify the upper room uh, of a house where the guests would usually stay, but it was a large upper room. But let's start at the beginning, the census that went out. We know that uh, Joseph was of the line of David, uh, and for whatever reason, he was uh, compelled to travel to Bethlehem with a very pregnant wife. Uh, he was from Nazareth. This would have been a several weeks journey. Um, every picture shows Mary riding on a donkey, uh, but a donkey would have only been for the very wealthy. Uh, all the common people traveled on foot, uh, so they would have walked from uh, Nazareth to Bethlehem. It had been a long journey. Uh, so we know that they were strangers to Bethlehem. Uh, they hadn't been there before that we know of. Uh, and uh, Mary was a resident of Nazareth, and that's where Joseph lived. Um, and, but we do know that Joseph was, would have been the legal heir of the throne of David uh, had uh, it not been uh, destroyed by Babylonians and then Persians and then Greeks and then Romans. Uh, interesting account. Um, just as the prophets foretold, Joseph was a poor carpenter. He was the root. Uh, the the uh, house of David had been cut down like a large tree and everything was uprooted except for one tiny piece that was buried underneath that would eventually sprout. Joseph was the tiny piece underneath that looked like everything was dead until it was time to sprout. Uh, and so Joseph is poor. Mary is poor. We know that because they brought the offering of the poor uh, later on, two turtle doves instead of a lamb. Uh, so they wouldn't have been riding on a donkey. Um, also, it would have been extremely inhospitable uh, to allow a pregnant woman to stay out in the field in the middle of a stable had there even been such a thing. Uh, this is not at all indicated by the word manger. 
Uh, the word manger is simply a feeding trough for animals, but it would have been found in the first level of the homes. The homes were an open courtyard, and then there was the upper level that was overlooking the lower level, and the lower level were pens where they would have kept the animals. This was the average home. The upper level would have had several rooms, the family room, uh, the dining room, the guest room, all overlooking the lower level. This guest room was where Jesus and his disciples would have uh, uh, held the, the Last Supper before his crucifixion. It was an upper room of a house. Uh, so a guest room is a far better translation. So what does it mean that there was no room for them? Probably it was full of people. Everyone was coming to register. They would have stayed with relatives or distant relatives or just friends, someone that would have taken them in. Uh, someone who was friendly, someone who knew the law, would not have allowed uh, uh, the young couple to uh, go out to the field. So they would have invited them into the house and given them room in the guest room floor. The worst place for you to have a baby surrounded by strangers. Uh, when she goes into labor and the baby is coming, there's no place for them to have a baby in the upper room. So they go down to where the animals are. They would be underneath the floor where all the people were, and they would have been in the pen. They would have moved the other animals out, whether they were sheep or goats, uh, and there would have been straw and blankets and everything else lying there and all the busyness that's involved with giving birth. And this is exactly what happens. The baby is born, they care for the baby, they wrap him up, perhaps there was a midwife there, perhaps not, there was perhaps ladies there that would help Mary with the baby, or it would have been just her and Joseph, the scripture doesn't tell us. The important thing is, sometime in the process of all of this baby birthing going on, they wrap the baby in tight swaddling clothes, which was the common practice of the time, meaning the baby was loved and cared for. And then to tend to the mother, where are you going to put the baby? There's no table. There's no bed. The floor, the animals were on it. What are you going to do with the baby? You set it quickly in the nearest thing you can find, which is the manger. Set the baby in the manger and then tend to the mother. The baby wouldn't have been staying in the manger for hours and hours and hours. The baby would have been there for just a few minutes until Mary was ready to start to nurse. Now, Luke switches the story. Now we switch perspectives. There's another thing happening this exact same night. The shepherds are out in the fields. They're watching their flocks by night. Um, and all of the sudden, the glory of the Lord is seen. This was the same glory that would have led Israel through the uh, through the wilderness, out of Egypt, the pillar of fire, the pillar of cloud, the same glory that Moses saw at the burning bush, the glory of Jehovah, the Lord of hosts. The shepherds now see this. Terrifying. The angel appears to them. Terrifying. Out of the middle of nowhere comes the angel, and it says, the angel says the first thing, don't be afraid. I bring good tidings to you. Today, tonight, right now, a Savior is being born. Your Savior is going to deliver you from sin and misery. He's going to be the heir to the throne of David. He's the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God, born to you. 
and all of the sudden the sky lights up and it's full of angels from one end of the sky to the other. The heavenly hosts, the scripture says. The heavenly hosts is a term that means armies. These are the armies of God. The armies of God that come when God sends his wrath upon the heathen. Only now they've got their swords sheathed and they bring a message of hope, goodwill, peace on earth. The peace on earth that the angels are singing about is peace between God and man. Eventually that will burst forth when the kingdom of God arrives in its fullness. But it's the peace between God and man that we also who believe can sheath our swords we can no longer be at war with everyone, but that's another story. That's a big message to give the shepherds. And the shepherds, scattered, terrified, listening, need a sign. This is what I'm saying. This is the point of the whole thing. The point of the account, the manger and the swaddling cloths, is not the poverty, although that was true. It's not that they were outcasts. We don't know if that's true. Uh, the, the scripture doesn't indicate that they were outcasts. They were travelers, strangers in a strange city, uh, but there's no, nothing to indicate that they were cast out. It just simply means they left the upper room to go down to have the baby. The point of it is this. This was meant to be a sign to the shepherds. This was meant to be the hand of God saying to the shepherds, this message is true. And so the shepherds make their way to Bethlehem. Luke passes over a lot of details. How did they find the right house? We don't know. Um, we know what led the wise men to the house, but we don't know what led the shepherds to the house. It simply says they found. So back to the previous perspective, Mary and Joseph. Here's Mary and Joseph in the lower room. They are uh, tending to Mary, who's just given birth. The baby has been taken, whether by Joseph or by the midwife or by one of the women present. The baby is taken, wrapped in the swaddling cloths to care for him lays him in a manger and right then the shepherds come in and there's a baby astoundingly the only baby in the entire world that's wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger and that's the one they fall down and worship him this is the king of kings the lord of lords for he shall save his people from their sins these little arms wrapped in swaddling cloths were given to the baby so that they might be stretched out on a cross. The body was given to him to lay down as a sacrifice for sin. As it says in Psalm 69, Lo, I come in the volume of the book it is written of me to do thy will, O God. These ears you have opened. He brought his body as a sacrifice for our sins to conquer the head of Satan once and for all. It's a sign to you. Believe the sign. Lay down your weapons. There's now peace between God and man. And Mary, ever the thinker, kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Amen. Have a blessed Christmas. Have a wonderful time. Read the scripture. Play your Christmas movies, play your Christmas carols, and rejoice, for Christ is born in Bethlehem.